This is the Prestigious Initiative, and these are the points. I'm Cole Potus, and I'm joined by Chris Kent. Hello, sir. Hello, sir. So first off, uh, the first thing I found interesting about our conversation with Steve Gamlin was um, his motivational speaking, his radio hosting career, his stand-up comedy career, and um, his little bit as a, as a teacher in some different areas like that as well. Uh, they were all inspired by certain characters throughout his life. Yeah, absolutely. Number one, I mean, having the large, um, I would say, gamut of experiences he's ha- he had. He's done plenty of things, lots of things that he, he did, as you mentioned. But he was, like you said, inspired in each area by a certain person. I thought that was interesting as well because... I think we often see someone doing something or hear of someone doing something and think, oh, that would be cool. And then we just let that thought kind of pass us by. But he saw that, was inspired by it, and then did something about it. And I think it just goes to show throughout our whole conversation, we talked about how important connection with other people is and how important it was to have different relationships and how people are important in our own journey. And he really took that and ran with it in his own life. And then you can see now how the importance of that has impacted him and the things that he talks about, things that he helps other people with. And I, yeah, I agree. That's, that's cool that not only do you say, Hey, I want to do this thing, but I want to do this thing. And this person helped shape my idea of what that could be or what that would look like. And he really went with it. And I think we can all benefit from having role models and trying to um, put something behind the, the desires or the values or the things that we might want to to kind of chase after. Mm, yeah, I agree with all that, especially the the importance that it shows of, of having good role models for certain aspects in your life that you want to uh, progress or improve yourself in. Uh, the next thing that I found interesting was uh, his Thunder Golf story, um, how he was in his lowest point and just hitting golf balls out in a thunderstorm, holding his metal club up in the air saying, hit me do it whatever uh and then as soon as he went to go get in his car everything just kind of settled down and uh you mentioned it in the episode but um just that idea of persevering and pushing through just that little bit more because what you're trying to get to is right on the other side of that hurdle yes sir yeah i thought originally going into it that his thunder golf story has something to do with lightning but i guess it would be called the lightning golf story if that was the case but absolutely, it's a huge um, and powerful kind of testimony to the uh, idea of perseverance. And just giving it that little bit more can really help you see through whatever you're, whatever you're experiencing and make it to that other side. You know, with so many stories about um, us as humans and our, our tendency to... Um, you know, like you hear a story, someone, let's say they're swimming across the, a channel, a river or something like that. And they're swimming and they're swimming, they're going, they're going for what feels like forever. And they, they finally stop and look up and they see that they're not even halfway or, you know, they've got someone there guiding them and they ask, Hey, how, how far am I? Oh, you're not even halfway. Oh man. They get so frustrated about it. But if they wouldn't have asked, I bet they could have kept going for a while longer, maybe, or, you know, even more than that, let's say that someone's swimming for hours and hours and hours and hours and they finally decide, hey, I'm tired of swimming and they give up while well, they're only, you know, a very, very short distance from the shore now. But because they didn't know when that end was going to be, they they gave up, even, even if they give it all that they thought they had. 
Or, you know, another angle from that too is they swim for so long and that person that's with them is say, hey, you only got a little bit longer to go. Just keep going. It's a lot easier to push through when you know where that end is. And so maybe I didn't quite do a good job with the stories there. But the idea, again, is that you don't always know where the end of that good, bad thing is leading into a good thing or where just the end of the bad thing is before things start to kind of turn around. And I think his story was exactly that. You know, he was at a low point and he was basically like, hey, yeah, test me. Come on, go ahead. Hit, strike me down, whatever. I don't even care at this point, you know. But then as soon as he left there, the rain stopped. And like he said, the next day he met with a, a coach and that's when things started to take a significant turn. And so uh, not only is it a funny kind of story, which he's good at the humor and being a, a comedian, but it is a, a testimony to perseverance and what it can do and what you can achieve. if You just continue to push through, especially the tough things, but even sometimes the mundane or boring things can it really can can be a, a huge turning point or, or just a, a, a great um, skill to have in your bag to be able to persevere through that tough stuff or the boring stuff and make it through the other side. Mm -hmm, for sure. And going off of how coming out of that lowest point in his life, um, his life coach asked him, he was like, uh, Hey, do you have any interest in, you know, uh, motivational speaking or comedy? Uh, not knowing that he did have an interest in those. He just didn't know how to go about doing them. So that was, um, really interesting that since he had that desire previously in his life, uh, that his life coach was able to pick up on that. So, yeah. And it speaks to the fact that he had, uh, whether he intentionally developed them or not, someone could notice those skills and abilities in him because sometimes it's not easy to be able to, to give advice or to help someone along the way. Um, but he also had the experience, you know, we've talked to so many people so far, uh, in this podcast alone about how they are just coming from a, a place of, what they've gone through and they're talking to people about what they experienced in their life and how they got to where they are. And that's really all you need is, is your own experience that people can learn from and gain insight from, and you can help give them tips and advice about things that you've gone through. You don't really need to have a, a whole degree or education necessarily to be able to give someone advice from your own experience. And, and the person he talked to could recognize that, uh, Steve had been through some things and come out the other side and other people could benefit from that. And he didn't have to say, Hey, you know, when I was younger, I looked up to this person, they may want to be a motivational speaker. Or I looked up to this person. They made me want to be a stand up comedian. The person he was talking to didn't know that, but because Steve valued that and Steve invested time into, into those things, it was evident to who he was talking about that he was passionate about that, cared about that, and he was able to continue working on that. And that's that's another huge thing that I think it, it uh, we can all benefit from is that the things that you pay attention to, the things that you pour time into are going to be the things that start to become evident or more prevalent in your life because you are giving them attention and helping them grow. And so it's, it's important and we need to be careful about those things because whatever you feed is what, that's what's going to continue to grow. For sure. And speaking about feeding things and them continuing to grow, um, he talked about turning those visions that you have on your vision boards or whatever you may have into action. And that kind of is similar to uh, what a previous guest, John, I don't want to butcher his last uh, name. Chapelier. Chapelier, yeah. Um, he talked about having his 
uh, multiple steps of what to do. And then lastly, putting those things into action was the last step there. So those two things were, were kind of similar. I found that interesting. Yes, sir. Yeah. I, everyone has their own unique spin and their own story and their own way of communicating these things. But the more people we talk to, the more it seems that there is a common thread about knowing, finding out what you want, finding out what's important to you, and then finding out how you can either achieve those things or you can help to um, focus on those things and how you can really make those things a priority. Uh, and then, of course, the, the, the most important step is to take action and develop daily habits, daily practices, uh, surround yourself with people who value the same things and really put in the work. Because like we talked about with Steve today, you can sit there and dream about it all you want. But until you do something, it's just a dream. It's an idea. It's a story that you've started to uh, started to tell or started to um, create. But until you start doing something, that story doesn't become your reality. And so it's, it's, it's great to hear him talk about that in congruence with everyone else we talked to before and how all the stuff is kind of the same, but everyone has a different way of talking about it. And it also goes to show that we're all not going to find motivation the same way. We're all not going to be inspired the same way because one person we've talked to previously might inspire you more than we talked to Steve today. But to someone else, Steve was the most inspirational as opposed to just having these different perspectives is huge because even though we're talking about largely the same thing, everyone has a different way of approaching it and we can all benefit from it in different ways. And so, you know, I, I think it's great that you're able to also see how what Steve talked about ties into what John talks about, ties into what Daniel talks about, ties into, you know, what Billy talks, it all, it all kind of comes together, but it's just different perspectives and different ways we can look at it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, another thing that I really liked was his analogy with a roller coaster. Um, how, first off, it's a, it's a small ride. So you want to surround yourself with the right people, those that are going to, to be there for you and help you and support you. Uh, and then really just click, 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 clicking your way up to the top of that hill before you get to go down and enjoy the rest of the ride. And then when you're done, uh, you don't just, okay, that's it. You know, it was a fun ride. So you get back in line. And the reason that resonated so much with me is because I think that is really similar to our black belt success system. Mm -hmm. Know what you want, have a plan and a success coach surrounding yourself with the right people. Take consistent action, click, click, click up to the top. Uh, review your progress and renew your goals getting back in line at the end of the ride. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Yeah. And for those of you that don't know, Mr. Pote is here. He's also part of the same uh, martial arts studio that Mr. Bean and I are. And that's something that we teach our students is that system and that, you know, that, that, uh, in our, in our case, the success system, in his case, the roller coaster. And I even said it in our episode too, you know, I think it's easy for us to get on the roller coaster sometimes for us to even, complete the roller coaster, but then we don't often think about getting back in line and doing it again because that that goal or whatever it may be is the end. We're working so hard to get to the end and finish the roller coaster and get off the ride that we don't think of what happens afterward. And so not only with our success system that we teach our students at the the, the karate school, but in, in Steve's case, the idea of getting back on. And I think the best part about what he said there was 
when you go to get back on, you kind of take a look around you. And when you were initially getting on that roller coaster, you looked for people uh, to surround yourself with that are are of similar mind and, and similar goal and, and similar ambition so that you have those good people around you. And when you're going for your second time around or third time around, getting back on that roller coaster, setting up that goal, you need to look out for people who might be in the same position you were in. People who need some advice, need some help, need a a good shoulder to lean on when they're getting on that roller coaster. And that's another huge thing is now that you've ridden that roller coaster, you've gone through the system once, you have whether you think so or not, you have some insight. You have some something that you can you can give to other people because you've already done it once. So don't just be thinking about your next goal. That's important. But also think about how you can connect with other people and help them along the way to their goals. And that's something else I think that we miss often is it's easy to be singularly focused. And a lot of our conversation with Steve today had to do with connecting with other people and the way it can benefit not only us, but that person too. And that's a huge part of this goal setting and, and, and this, this mission to kind of better ourselves for sure. So stemming from that, jumping ahead a little bit towards the end of the conversation when we asked him about um, managing or overcoming fear to uh, improve yourself and stuff like that. Um, I was thinking while he was talking about that because his solution to that was making meaningful connections with people and how that can really help you to get over a fear of interaction or social anxiety, which seems to be uh, a really common thread or common issue with a lot of people today. And even if it's not, you know, debilitating or anything, I know certainly just sitting here being uh, a guest host, so to speak, for the first time was nerve wracking for sure. So making those meaningful connections and interactions um, is certainly a good way just by uh, exposing yourself to those uncomfortable situations so that you build up a tolerance and you get more comfortable with those. Absolutely. And I think um, uh, one of the reasons that this conversation felt so good too is, is something that Steve talked about where he's looking to leave his plus signs. He's looking in every interaction, every uh, thing that he's doing, every little uh, uh, part of his day, he's trying to leave it better than he found it before. So uh, once he said that, it put words to the feeling that I was already having because I was nervous too. And, you know, if people are normally listening, I don't, I don't lead the interviews often. And so I was in charge of leading it and you were here, uh, uh, with me to, to to be a part of it as well. And him being, him having that mindset of, of trying to leave our conversation better than, than what it was, or trying to leave our conversation with what he called his plus sign. Uh, I think that made a huge difference because, he came into it with good intentions, which helped to settle our uneasiness. And then we were able to leave the conversation uh, feeling better and then more motivated and inspired. And like you said, um, kind of going into that, if you do find yourself uneasy or if you find yourself unnerved or you find yourself uncomfortable, socially anxious, whatever it may be, really trying to put yourself out there can be difficult. But if you are trying to leave those interactions, the ones you, you end up being in, leaving your plus sign, then I would almost guarantee, I can't guarantee, but I would venture to say that when you enter that interaction, trying to make it a good um, good interaction and make a good connection, the other person is going to pick up on that and they're going to 
most likely, hopefully, want to do the same thing, which is going to cause an even greater interaction. And so it can be difficult to kind of overcome that. But when you're approaching those things with that positive mindset and trying to leave your best self out there, I, I, I would venture to say that you're probably going to get that same energy back, which is going to help that conversation. So it doesn't make it easier to make those connections, but there can be intention behind when you do go to make them and there can be a purpose behind it. I know Mr. Bean talks about being intentional throughout the day and setting intentions. So you can go into that connection saying, hey, I'm going to try to brighten this person's day or hey, I'm going to try to make this person you know, make this conversation worth this person's time or worth my time and go into it trying to leave that plus sign. And it was, I think it was cool the way that he uh, kind of referenced it like that is he said, you're the, you're the factory for those plus signs. So you can leave as many as you want because you're the one who creates them. And that's a great way to look at it, I think. Mm-hmm, certainly. Um, the last kind of big interesting point that I had or took note of was his, something that I think a lot of us, at least myself, doesn't think about too much, but still maybe does or does have. And that's the fear of success. Most of the time when you talk about fear, it's always the fear of failing that comes up. But uh, Steve talked a lot about the fear of success and how he would actually self-sabotage because either he didn't feel like he was good enough to move on to that next point or he didn't feel like he could handle the responsibilities of it or what have you. Yes, sir. Yeah. I, even in the, when I asked him the initial question, I hadn't thought about that being something you're afraid of. But, you know, he brings up a valid point that I think we've all experienced is being afraid of success, being afraid of the next step. And as he posed it, the the imposter syndrome, you know, I already mentioned being here, sitting here and leading the interview. I felt imposter syndrome. Like, who am I to talk to this guy who has clearly uh, got his, got more stuff figured out than I have? But being afraid of that success can definitely hold us back. And, and, and like you said, it's not something we think of often. It's not like, oh, I'm afraid of this good thing. Well, that sounds silly to say, but it's something I think we all deal with. And so being able or, or being able to recognize that and then taking steps to stop yourself from holding your own self back, it's a, a huge step that we can take on our journeys. And, and I think the first step is being aware like we talked about with Steve today, it's not something that we think of often. And he was ready with that answer because he clearly has done the work and dealt with that himself. And you can tell he's he's definitely better off for having acknowledged that and embracing that fear. But I don't think he would be where he is if he didn't take the action to engage with that and to kind of overcome that. And so on many levels, it's inspiring and, and definitely something to think about. Well, anything else to add, sir? I don't think so. That's pretty much all my big points that I took note of. Yes, sir. Well, as always, thank you for joining us. Those are the points. Make sure you tune in next week for our next conversation and some more points. Until next time. Stay prestigious.